Hello and welcome to the movie podcast after show of The Last of Us HBO. My name is Shabazz and I am joined here by my fellow clickers because I really, really want to see them do their clicker dance and clicker moves again selfishly. Daniel Anthony, Daniel, we'll start with you first because you have the the reigning, you're the reigning champ of the clicker dance. Um not not sure what that one is. I'll be is that the clicker dance? That's the new evolved clicker. That's the that's like every episode, these clickers are evolving. Mm, They're learning now they know how to dance. They're learning their ways. Yeah. yeah, what was the sound that used to make those the clicker? Just for one more time, for old time's sake. Ooh, 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 oh, wow! Ooh. Yeah, you've, uh, you've no? insulted most clickers. I think that are listening to the podcast. No, the clicker noises. Like, they can hear the podcast rah, really rah, well. Rah. <laughs> <laughs> they can hear. They can hear it from very far away. Yeah, they people can hear it from very far. Yeah, away. we're Dolby Atmos to most clickers right now, which is great. Oh wow! Yeah, okay, that's yeah. great. Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> and joined the by dance. the friendly clicker, as Anthony likes to say. Anthony, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, this is my clicker. I do the Vogue. Oh, he's Vogue. Oh, Ma- Madonna's Voguing. Yeah. Uh. I'm just going to keep doing this until you walk away. Oh, yeah. I think most, <laughs> most <laughs> you people stop the video. <laughs> most people won't even attack that clicker. They'll be like, you know what? It's too good of a Vogue. Let's leave it be. Leave I'm going to go my way. Le- leave that, that clicker alone. needs his own show. He needs his Vogue show. <laughs> <laughs> the Vogue, Vogue. I want that now. I want a reality show uh, based in the Last of Us universe, just based on the clickers, just kind of like almost the office style. That's what yep. I want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, thank you for joining us. This is the after show for The Last of Us on HBO and Crave if you're here in Canada or if you're in the UK, uh, Sky TV has it. And that's the only place that I know as well. So I'm going to stop listing all the places in the world that are showing the show. But it's an HBO show at the end of the day. We've been covering the last couple episodes. We're now on episode four. And we've been doing this on after show, talking about our thoughts, our theories, where we're coming from. We were huge fans of the games. We play the games often. And also, if you go back to a couple months ago, you may see a little review, a video, a, a whole conversation about the part one remake that was just done on the PS5, and also our whole kind of encapsulation of the first episode that we did with our friend over at Mobile Syrup, Brad Shankar, also is up on all of our podcast feeds. So don't forget to check all that out. If you're new here, welcome. Stay tuned because you're in for a wild ride. We drop a new episode every single Monday or sometimes throughout the rest of the week. We'll have news, interviews, reviews, a bunch of crazy, crazy, crazy things. Daniel, I am going to let, I'm going to kick it to you in a second here to, to kind of just list off some of the most amazing guests that we've had in the past couple of weeks even like i don't even want to go that far back like you could go back only three weeks and it's a treasure trove of guests that we've had but before i do that make sure you're following us at the movie podcast on instagram twitter tiktok letterbox anywhere we we are you are there too following us and if you're watching us on youtube hi hello this is what we look like we don't look like clickers but we are nice and smooth thanks to our friends over at manscaped all that information will also be down below I had to I had to pause there for a second because of how smooth my face felt there. Like I really had to take that in for a second. I'll be honest with you. It was. <laughs> yeah, we'll, it, we'll talk. We'll talk about that in a second <laughs> we'll as well. Talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you're subscribed to us on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below as well. Let us know what you thought of this episode. If you're a fan of the game, if you're new to the series, what are your thoughts on it, Daniel? Let me kick it over to you for all the announcements and all the good stuff. So Shay, you mentioned some special guests that we've had on the show. And, you know, we've had a cornucopia of incredible Sorry, special that, guests join is us. That like a, is that a part of the virus, the cornucopia virus? Uh, the cornucopia, <laughs> the cornucopia virus? of the cordyceps, exactly. Yes. You know, just in January alone, just in January alone, we had Mary McCartney, 
You know, we had the director and producer of the film missing. We had the cast of Extraordinary join us. You know, we had the cast of Shrinking, which is an incredible show on Apple TV Plus, including Brett Goldstein, you know him as Roy Kent from Ted Lasso. Bill Lawrence, the creator, Krista Miller, Lakita Maxwell, and Neil Goldman. Uh, we had the cast of Darby and the Dead, and we have a lot more special guests coming. So you don't want to miss anything that's going on here in the movie podcast. If we go back to December, oh boy. I mean, we had the cast of Avatar join us. We had the cast of Willow. We spoke to Palm Clemente, the cast of Mythic Quest. We've had an incredible, um, I think, embarrassment of riches when it comes to special guests here on the movie podcast. And we want to keep that going. We got us one already. We got some lined up for February already. We're not going to tell you who it is, but stay tuned. If you like big movies, you're gonna want to. You don't want to miss this. I promise. Or you. even small movies. Well, well, well. Look who came to play. Giant Mister Smooth Beard himself. Shay, how did you get your beard <laughs> so smooth? Is that a pirate's name? You know, he was no, not a very popular pirate. You know, it was Blackbeard and Redbeard. He was liked among his friends. He was, he was liked, liked among his friends, friends because he was the yeah. most groomed of pirates. And I'm sure yes. he was the most groomed of pirates because he used Manscaped products, which, again, you know, huge shout out to our friends over at Manscaped for providing us this beautiful code to give you 20% off their products right now. Put in the mo- but in movie pod, sorry, not the movie pod, but all the information is down below. Forget what I'm saying. Just go read that. That's your homework because why not save yes. some money? You know, Valentine's Day is coming around, ladies. And ladies, if you're listening, hi, how you doing? Uh, save some money. You know, look at your look at your men. They're probably all hairy. Save some money and save your balls. Mm. Simple as that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're probably looking at your man right now. He's probably listening to us and you're like, wow, you're the hairiest SOB I've ever seen in my life. Wow. And I wish okay. I could shave okay. you. And this Valentine's <laughs> Day, you may be able to do that. You may be able to do that. Like Jay said, MoviePod is our okay. promo code. Our show note below have all the information and more. And we'll have an ad later in the show talking more about how we use Manscaped. Don't worry. It's not just us talking about our balls. We talk mm-hmm. about so much more. So stay tuned for that. That's all I got, though, in the announcements. Anthony, you were going to say something? I was going to say, like, what's love if you can't shave your guy? You know, mm. yeah, maybe I, shouldn't have a, cut, maybe I shouldn't have cut to you. That should be uh, that should be on a on a Valentine's Day card. What is love it's if true. you can't shave with, your man with some of the excess hair? Of course, yeah. Manscaped might steal that idea, so you, you know what? You might want to get in touch with them quickly, Anthony, or you may not want to touch anybody at all. So that's another thing you can do too. <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's talk a little bit about this show. You know, we're 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 kind of we last left off gearing up with one of you know one of my personal favorite episodes i know that you guys love this episode as well episode three was such an emotional ride that we kind of got to go on and it was one of also the most different episodes from the game you know we got to see a lot more about certain characters that we either a rarely ever saw in the game or just maybe didn't see at all so there's there's a lot that kind of happened in that and then we come to episode four which you know, brings a lot of great elements from the game over, but also introduces us to a character that wasn't in the game. And I, I can't wait to kind of dive into that and more about some of the subtle changes they've done and how they've kind of built up and what this could possibly mean for The Last of Us Part Two. Obviously, we're not going to go into Last of Us Part Two spoilers from the game, but there will be sometimes subtle references that we'll make because we could be setting up the future of The Last of Us world now that we have that hindsight of what's going to be coming. So in this episode, obviously, we're, we're, we're kind of changing things up. We're, we're back on the road. We're in, a, we're in a truck. We're no longer walking because, man, walking 
is terrible. I'm going to be honest. I do much prefer driving personally as a, as a person. I much prefer driving. And we're in this nice little, you know, Chevy uh, truck. We're going across country. We get over to, um, to, to Kansas, which is kind of where the, the, the game is not really taking place. And you kind of go to Pittsburgh and all that area. But here we're going to Kansas. But before we jump to that, let's start off with the beginning of this episode. You know, we start with Joel kind of siphoning some gas and, one of my favorite moments of the episode happens right here where Ellie kind of asks like, oh, like, do you know what you're doing here? And, and Joel has absolutely no idea. So he's trying to explain how to siphon gas and she kind of calls him out in his BS. And there's a bit of an awkward moment. But here's a moment from the game that I absolutely love. Ellie pulls out a very specific book here. You know, it's no pun intended. You know, volume two spelled T-O-O. And here we go. She starts to kind of talk all about these little puns and she's throwing them out at Joel and, and Anthony, I'd love to kick it over to you to kind of talk about this, this opening sequence of this, of this episode and, and how, what you felt about it. You know, if we could go back just a little bit, I think the opening sequence with Ellie doing her impersonation of taxi driver is uh, yes, interesting because yes. it, it says a lot about her character and she knows actually how to use a gun. She's, she's been in that in the QZ where they've been training her how to use weapons. And so she knows how to like, cock it to how to how to make sure there's a bullet in the chamber and all that stuff so she looks like she's she's ready to shoot which is interesting because a, a couple of minutes or a couple of minutes later you you will see her do some stuff but yeah the no pun intended by will livingston shows up and you can see it on pedro pascal's face joel's face that he is not having it he just and this just like the game just like the game he just hates that book but it's this endearing <laughs> moment between the two that will grow and will grow more and more and the book is just this kind of like this iceberg between them because at this point in time like joel just is treating her like cargo and she's just like she's just a she is cargo but she's she also has feelings and she's a girl she, she has this these things that she wants to know about the person who's who's traveling she's traveling with so she wants to break the ice no pun intended. Great, great book. Great jokes. Um, you know, you can see it in Joel's face. It's he's not impressed, but he will be at, by the end. Uh, there's that's like, the there's like a slight, there's like slight like impressiveness. Like he's got like a not a smirk, but you can tell like it's kind of chipping away at him. Yeah, it's. I think it's my impression. Like if someone was yes. were to like tell me a joke, I'd be like, no. It's, it's how Daniel and oh. I talk to you and you usually like yeah. when, when I was watching this episode, I'm sure that I felt like Ellie and Daniel, probably you as well when we're talking to Anthony. Oh, 100%. oh yeah, easily. Whenever I see Anthony siphoning gas from someone, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to tell him. <laughs> well, always, you know, let's throw it back to a couple episodes. Yeah. A couple episodes. Yeah. And, and, well, not a couple episodes. A couple years ago, our main episode, Anthony wanted to siphon the movies from the theaters. If you remember, if you recall that. Yeah, it's true. That, that was a, true. That was a, that's a throwback for it's sure. It's a real throwback. Very yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, one thing that I, I, I took away from this, this whole adventure right now, because they are on this, this journey through Kansas City or getting to Kansas City, is like there are little things that are mentioned involving things that have happened in the past. Like Joe mentions tanks and choppers scattered around. And he says there was, uh, we were fighting the wrong enemy. So there kind of seems like there was maybe a civil war that happened between maybe the army and the people. There's a, there's yeah, little definitely. things like that. You just, you start to put together. And then there's another part of the game that's introduced, which is Bill's gay porn bag, which Ellie yeah. happens to come across right at the, 
I'm in so the, happy this show the, made into the show. So yeah. happy. She comes yeah. here, and literally, they even got the same dude who was on the cover of the game to be in on the magazine cover, which is so funny. She has exact same lines, and it's such a funny moment because it's like, whoa, how do you walk around with that thing? And it's just... <laughs> She's, she's Why are the clearly stuck together. She's you know? clearly like it's a bit with her, and she knows what it's all about. But she you knows can see Joel's doing. face. He's just like, uh, but uh, no, you can't look. No, and she's like, <laughs> sayonara. Uh, you know, you, you kind of wonder like, did Joel ever have to have you know the sex talk with Sarah? You know, Sarah was really yeah. young, and and Joel probably never got the chance to do that. And so you're you're seeing Ellie, who clearly is a lot smarter for her age. You know, she has so much more wealth of knowledge. You know, growing up the way she does, and and Joel references that a lot. He's like, you know, you shouldn't have to do these things. You shouldn't have to experience this because there's that that protective father nature of him. But I also love that she just literally throws the the book out of uh, yeah. of the car the same way that uh, it kind of happens uh, in in the game. Support for the movie podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who have trusted Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code MOVIEPOD at manscaped.com. If my math is correct... That's about 14 million balls. You know what I didn't know I needed, but I needed is an LED light on my shaver. Oh my God. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. There is darkness, especially around that area. (laughs) It works so well. You can really pinpoint all the hairs and you're like, okay, I got this point. Because you hair kind of like starts to mesh and you really don't see it properly. But with this LED light, it's super bright and you can get everything precision cut it's a 4000k led spotlight so you are literally putting a spotlight to your genitals down there to make sure you're you're treating them as you should the skin safe proprietary technology that they use for uh the the lawnmower is really good like i i i was always a little hesitant going down there and then i felt safe i felt like there was protection there Manscaped just makes it so easy to choose a tool, whatever you're using, be it the beer trimmer, the lawnmower, the weed whacker. And it just feels like there is like this accessibility to it that I absolutely love. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code MoviePod at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code MoviePod. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job at Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Your balls will thank you. Your balls. Well, thank you, Daniel. What about your thoughts on that on that opening sequence for this for this episode? You know, I, I love I love the opening sequence of this of this episode because it's so different from everything that we've gone so far. You know, the first episode of the show really dealt with okay, let's set the scene in this 1968 that you know we know what's coming, but we're going to you know like get everyone immersed in the science in this world. Second episode, terrifying opening, where we're talking about you know what dropping a bomb in Jakarta. This virus is happening. This is the end of the world. And then episode three, what I really love is that we got to really learn who Bill was right off the gate. And we we kind of saw what he, he was all about. What this episode does so well is I think it really starts putting us in the perspective of Ellie. And I love that she has a gun. She's kind of playing with it because Ellie at the end of the day, as we know from the games, again, no future spoilers to the game itself or the story, but she has a lot of hate inside of her. And, you know, we think about in episode two 
where she's with Tess and with Joel. And, you know, she has a sandwich. She has a big ass sandwich. And she asks for a gun. She wants a gun. She wants to carry a gun. And, you know, they're like, can I, she's like, can I have a gun? And they're like, no. She's like, fine, I'll just throw my sandwich at them. And now that she finally has like the secret gun, you know, I think she feels that little bit of power, that little bit of that, that safety, you know, where she was very much at the hands of Joel and Joel protecting her. But now that she has her own gun, she kind of has that little bit of a power fantasy as well, where she can, oh, she can hold her own. She could take care of herself. And I really love the direction of, um, Jeremy Webb in the in the introduction of the scene where it's just Ellie like playing and doing her best like you know taxi driver playing with the gun and doing that and I think it's a really great way to start the episode um, because we're really starting to get into the mind of Ellie and then here we go of course you know we're, when we get the pun book like this is another thing that this show um, is just nailing it's it's everything that we love about the game and yeah some of it is one for one from what we've seen in the game but others, it really is an expansion and, you know, and, and taking things its own way of, of telling the story. And I think, you know, even just changing things up, going to Kansas City, going to different places, um, you're getting the story across. And, I, and I'm thinking, you know, four episodes deep into the show, it's nailing it. And I'm just loving the ride so far. Yeah. And speaking of ride, you know, we, we continue this ride in the car. They have to pull over. It's getting late at night. They, they kind of go into a forest. And they're going to bed and Ellie's still trying her best to kind of chip away at Joel. And, you know, I, I was thinking about this scene because obviously, you know, when you're camping, especially in this era right now that we're kind of in, where the whole world is completely gone, all really Ellie has is her books. And, you know, the show it makes that change of 2013 to 2003 is when everything kind of happens. And that's really before the dawn of, of major portable electronics. So you kind of wonder, like, if this, you know, show had taken place 2013 and beyond like would that element still have survived you know would ellie kind of have like a game boy on her or something a bit more modern to kind of still keep and and it'd still be running and up and working because you know 2003 really didn't have much people were still using really dumb phones and I'm, I'm using air quotes when i say that because they really weren't smartphones back then and and people didn't have all the technology that we kind of had so really curious to see like what would have happened what i also found interesting is that when they're when they're driving in the car after they kind of get up in the morning and you know ellie smells coffee for the first time and think this was like shit like i don't know why you like drinking this i'm kind of in the same boat as ellie i don't get coffee i'm, I'm not a big coffee person so you know, shout out to all the people that like 99% of the world that loves coffee. I'm so glad you guys love it. It's not for me. <laughs> we all, the three of us all don't drink coffee, which is no. interesting. Maybe that's why yeah. we're all such perky I drink espressos. espressos. I don't mind an espresso. I don't mind, but I honestly, I've never gone to Starbucks to, to grab a coffee or anything like that. The most is like, like a fancy latte, but that's only for flavor, but never a coffee. That's interesting. Essentially, yeah. now that but we've lost start. all of our audience because we're coffee people, not anti-coffee people. But Just start. What can you do? Just do I, it. Why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? I asked you first. Mm. I don't have to do it. I asked you. You do the coffee. I'll do something else that we don't do together. Okay. We'll find something. We'll find something. Maybe I'll try it. I I'll hang out though. together. Maybe hang out Maybe, together. Maybe. No. We will. It's too, too far. Uh, <laughs> too far. I got to <laughs> siphon some gas. I got to siphon the gas. <laughs> siphon some gas. 100%. 100%. That's the way to do it. But what's interesting is while they're in the car and speaking of coffee, the reason why I bring this up is they talk about Starbucks. They talk about Starbucks still being in the quarantine zone. And I found that so interesting. I'm like, wow, of all things, Starbucks is still pushing itself through. Like, then I started to wonder, oh, what other businesses are still kind of around? Like, is, is 
blockbuster still a thing like did did blockbuster survive like is it still a thriving business because hey people Oof. probably still need to rent movies and 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 watch entertainment and that probably is still a viable thing out there so you, you got to wonder about that right i i'm curious to like what's like i know the world has ended this is 20 years after like basically the world has ended but you got to wonder have any stores are any stores out there like do, do, is it possible for a store to survive this long? You know what I mean? Maybe there's a Radio Shack out there that's still going strong in the states. But I don't like they're not. they're not phys- they're, they're just like mimics of these stores, right? Like they're not the money doesn't even exist in this world. Like it's zero. Like it's remember true. that scene where it's like uh, yeah, that that money is is worth nothing. It's useless, now. yeah. It's useless. Yeah, it's like little ration cards and stuff. But like I guess that, it's right? like nostalgic for them. It's like, oh yeah, the, we used to have the store. Let's recreate a Starbucks in our <laughs> QZ. Let's recreate a Toys yeah. Toys R Us or or um or I don't know, was like Chick-fil-A around back then? I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when Yeah. Yeah, let's recreate a Chick-fil-A, but it's like that that jerky shit that they eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jerk filet. Jerk. <laughs> I, think a lot, I think a lot of people call Chick fil A that. Um, yeah. But this is also where we get that line, you know, where Anthony, you kind of referenced it. You know, she's like talking about family and everything. And uh, Joel says to her, No, you're just cargo. That's it. You're cargo. And, and that's kind of it. So mean. You're cargo. So mean. Um, I've said that to you guys while driving before, too. We're going to a screening and you guys are like, Oh, man, we're such good friends. I'm like, You guys are cargo. And you're like, Well, we're not a- family. You know, like weird, mm. weird reaction, okay. Shay. We're like, we're not gonna go watch this movie together. I'm like, no, you're cargo. But here's where we kind of get to Kansas, and this is where the big, you know, change up in the game kind of happens. But the elements of this game still kind of remain. So Joel has to kind of get through. We're driving around, uh, and one of the things that I really noticed here was we're driving past a movie theater, and and there's a marquee still on the theater, and it's showing Underworld and Matchstick Man. And I thought that was really, really interesting. So, you know, shout out to 2003, I guess, because if, as I recall, those movies were 2003, September-ish. Is, uh, Dane, I think they were looking at that, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Matchstick Man was uh, September 2003, and Underworld was also... Um, Matchstick Men is about... September a 19th, 2003. Father-daughter Con relationship. Men. Yeah. Con Men and, and, and father-daughter relationship. And there Underworld is kind of like horrorish monsters too, so yeah 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 because in the game they always reference this this wolf at dawn game or it is always the posters right. of those movies sorry uh, so underworld totally makes sense and it just it's funny how it works out that way like the timing of everything is very p- particular i guess you could say yes but here's where we get that hunter conf- uh, confrontation that we kind of got in the game where oh man i'm hurt i'm hurt and you can see joel immediately being like oh i know what's going on no. here whereas ellie's like no. hey I think we should help this guy. So, you know, before we kind of get to that, Daniel, tell me about this part. Like, what, what are your thoughts about this scene, this moment, this whole confrontation? We get the we get the car crash and everything up until that moment where maybe, let's just say, Ellie kind of saves Joel. I love, so here's the thing. I love that Joel recognizes that this is bullshit right away. Like, Joel right away, he's like, no, no, no. I've, you know, and he tells Ellie, you know, I've been on both sides of these things. You know, like, this is bullshit. This is not what it appears to be. And he drives, chaos ensues, and I love that it turns into a shootout where Joel is just taking guys down, and um, Ellie, you know, he tells Ellie, you know, get into that hole, go hide there. And when it comes to Joel's life being saved, Ellie does it, and you could tell that Joel was happy that she saved his life, but you could also tell that he was just like, give me the gun, why do you have this type thing? So I I love that there's like, you, you see that on Pedro Pascal's face so well, where it's that dual emotion of just like, Thank you. I'm glad you did this, 
but why were you able to do this? And I, and I think that was a really cool way that they played that. And uh, it's a, it's different. Again, like when we compare it back to the game, you know, the game takes place in Pittsburgh at this point. We're in Kansas City. It's an interesting sh- uh, change up in the dynamic of it, but it plays out very, very similar. And I love that we also learned that, you know, Joel has been like injured before, right? And and I think with with Ellie at this point too, um, when she shoots someone, that's also something that changes within her. Right. She is she shoots somebody. She sees somebody begging for their life. And Joel then, you know, kind of takes over and finishes the act. But this is the pinnacle point in Ellie's character. This is a crucial part of who she is and where she's going to go in the future. This is the moment that I think changes her. Absolutely. I mean, this is that moment, like you said, Daniel, that is that pinnacle moment for her. When you even kind of cut back over to Ellie you see tears, you see, you see a single tear kind of going down her eyes. And you also mentioned about the injury that he kind of has, uh, because when the guy kind of sneaks up on Joel from the, the back door, who's just a kid. And I, I think, you know, you can hear him saying like, my mom's just over here. Like you take me to her and patch me up and yeah. you take my knife. And like, it's, it's, you know, kill or be killed at this point, really. And, yep. you know, Joel's got to do what he got to do to survive and, and protect Ellie. And you hear things like, you know, all the shooting really has caused my ear to kind of kind of go out here. But it's it's a very similar moment that we kind of got into the game. The major difference that we kind of don't see at this point is we don't see the the extreme gruesomeness of what's going on. And I say that because in the game, you're seeing that they're, you know, well, they're capturing tourists kind of chopping them up and, and taking everything from them. It's But you do kind of see that when they're going to the village, there are people being play it into the city there are people that are burned and their corpses kind of lying over there so you wonder is that what they're kind of insinuating or is it just really really messed up because we are going to get to something in a few minutes here but i do want to get anthony's thoughts on this moment as well there's this laundry match shootout and and how the characters progressed yeah so everything that led up to this moment since the ending of episode two has been a peaceful journey for them they've gone to bills they didn't really interact with a lot of things they've they've drove a couple of miles across land and not really have to deal with, you know, infected or now people. So this extreme switchover of being able, being in this ambush and now having to go into survival mode showcases just the dynamics of the two and the dynamics of this, of this series where, yeah, they can have this peaceful journey and then boom, all of a sudden, they're in an ambush. They're fighting for their lives. And this is the first time for Ellie that she is in a situation where the, 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 the villain is a human. It is someone who is real, who is not infected. And she is now, there is a lot more consequence to what's going to happen. And then you're right, Daniel, like this is going to lead to her character and the building of her character and what she will eventually become. But there is a time where she's so innocent and she is experiencing all these things for the first time other than infected. And she's, it doesn't sit right with her. You know, she's okay with killing infected. But is she okay with killing innocent people? And that poor kid who was pleading and crying and you can see it in her face. Like throughout this whole journey, Ellie's experiencing and is, is, is literally gathering all this information you know on her ride there she you can see it in her face she's like this is a whole new world for her she's seeing things that she's never seen before roads buildings bridges now people who are now against her or who want to kill her it's a whole nother level of her character buildup and this series this 
particular episode was a lot of character development. But yeah, the shock on Ellie's face that she knows that Joel has to, you know, take this guy out. It's it just shows showcases the performance and how strong it is. It showcases how dangerous this world is. It showcases like there is survival. You have to survive it no matter what. And even though this poor kid was calling for his mom, like you don't know that you don't, you don't know your surroundings and especially for Joel, which we'll learn later on, you know, not everyone's good. He wasn't, he wasn't all the time. Yeah. You had, you had to make, you had to do things to survive, you know, in those 20 years that we, we, we see from 2003 to 2023, Joel did what he did to get to be where he is, right? He's alive for a reason and you have to do some things that you're not proud of. And I'm sure when, when push comes to shove, it, it is what it is at that point. And you see that moment, especially in episode one, where the lady's like, you know, I, it's a kid. I can't, I can't do it. And Joel with almost no remorse just takes that kid's body and throws it into the fire. Um, but let, let's let's move on to the, the next, you know, the, the kind of the major last segment of, of, of this of this episode. And, and that's the introduction of a new character uh, played by Melanie Linsky, Kathleen. Kathleen, we, we don't really know who she is. You know, clearly she's someone of power because immediately she's very demanding. Her presence on screen is is so like, whoa, I was immediately like, she seems like a big problem. And I and I <laughs> don't know at what point Joel and Ellie are going to meet her. But it's going to be a confrontation of the ages because she has she has almost no emotion except for just I have a goal in mind here and I need to figure out what to do about it. So we're not really sure who these people are, but there's a there's a task force group of people. She's she's basically got somebody who is a doctor right now in this city trapped in this um, in this jail cell, really, to interrogate and figure out, hey, you know, we're missing a lot of people. We got to find them. I'm looking for two Henry and Sam. Where are they? And where are these people? And where are these? And the doctor's like, you know, listen, I have no idea. I have no idea. But, you know, Kathleen, like, you, you can't do this. And she's like, well, you know, my, my, when it was my brother, like, what, what were you doing? Like, you guys didn't care back then. And then and, and look at you now. And you guys are giving up people to Fedra and the Fireflies. So we know that they're not Fedra. We know they're not Fireflies. But who are they? And this is kind of where I was trying to figure out it, where, where are the connections going? Where are we kind of going with this story into episode, into, sorry, season two? You know, The Last of Us Part Two, there is a, a very a prominent group that takes place in, in the Washington, Seattle area called the WLF, the Washington Liberation Front. Is this kind of similar to what we're seeing right now in Kansas City? Is this the Kansas City or the Kansas Liberation Front or, or whatever they want to kind of call themselves? Is this that version? Because we know that Right now in this world, kind of, there's no government, there's no rules, everything's kind of going to shit. So, Daniel, I'd love to kind of get your thoughts on on what's going on in this moment. We're also introduced another character at this point called Perry. Perry is played by the the wonderful Jeffrey Pierce, who fans of the game, eagle-eyed watchers will know that's Tommy from the game. Yes. Um, and he's he's such a wonderful actor, and he has such a great beard as well too. That I of course I have he needs to manscape first though. and foremost. He uses manscape. He keep he must use manscape. He, he keeps must that use thing manscaped. pristine. He must use it. Um, but no. Um, what what I love so much about um what we're setting up here is that we're getting, like we said, an expansion to the world that we know. So for fans of the show going into this, fans of the game, I should say, 
you're getting story that we haven't really gotten before and we're learning about this and i love that um i love that she just seems so out of her wheelhouse doing this she's so cold and calculating but also like it also feels like this wasn't the world that she was in so um uh why can't i think of her name right now kathleen kathleen yes like she seems kathleen seems so like she seems like such like a mom you know what i mean but also like <laughs> yeah. she's so but she seems like she's just kind of been thrusted into this like everyone has right where it's like this is what the world is now this is what i have to be and that's what makes her so scary that's what makes her so unpredictable is that you don't know which way she's going to go and it makes it scary because of course fans of the game know who henry and sam is so if someone is looking for them that's not good no it's not and and, and you know when you talk about her how scary she is you you start to kind of I mean, you know with everybody that you you meet in any situation you kind of wonder okay like what what is their level of humanity what is the level of empathy that they kind of have and while she's interrogating this doctor maybe you're feeling like she has some empathy like it's kind of there she goes back outside she kind of gets an update from perry about how some of the people that joel and ellie killed have wound up dead obviously they don't know that joel and ellie did this they just assume like maybe it's henry and sam or something like that have escaped right and without even blinking without even really acknowledging it further she just kind of walks away walks into the room pulls out her gun shoots the doctor just kind of walks back out without saying a thing so you immediately know at that point she doesn't give a fuck she's gonna do no, whatever it not takes at all. she means business to call it her goal exactly so anthony i'd love to kind of get your thoughts on on kathleen on this introduction this change up from the game How, what did you think about it all yeah like i, I enjoyed the 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 introduction of these new characters because right before the ambush you Ellie says, hey, is that the QZ? And it's literally wide open. So you know there has been a revolt happening, especially once you get you get further into this episode where yeah, these guys are not Fedra and they seem like they were under Fedra oppression. So they've kind of rised up and they've taken over the city. But there are certain people who during Fedra control, like this doctor or maybe some other people who have been giving information and there is a lot at stake for i guess kathleen because her brother was you know in a situation where he was held against his will and maybe killed murdered so it's a lot of like pent pent up aggression against people who've you know who've who've fucked with her in the past and she has like a lot of that animosity and yeah like they're they're interesting characters i think what the more you, we we learn about them, it sh- foreshadows what we will see in the future, um, and I, I like that because it, it just sets in motion that each state is almost like its own country, and we don't really know what's yeah. happening inside them. And it just showcases how you know crazy and wild this this world that we live in or or that we are in, um, and how they exist. It's just absolutely crazy so uh, little things like that i do like you know a perry being he all he looks like a mercenary to me like this is the first thing he's like okay he plays the character right even though shit this is the guy who played tommy he does a great mercenary and there's things that we find out later on and we'll we'll kind of go into them uh, that uh kathleen and perry find out that's hiding underground yeah so what is that so we go underground you know this is also around the time where they kind of discover also you know where henry and sam have been kind of holding up um there's there's paintings there's in the kids drawing sorry in this room and 
they can't find him. They know that Henry and Sam are still out there somewhere. At this point, we understand that one of them is a child, probably Sam at this point, because they do mention that, hey, Henry uh, will be... Um, he won't let Sam starve. So he's going to, he's going to try to find right. him food as, as much as he can. So we kind of know that there's some brotherly bond kind of going on here, but then you're right, Anthony, we kind of get to this point underground where Kathleen and, and Perry are just kind of hanging out. And she's like, I haven't told you about this, but take a look. And you just see this kind of almost like this crater in the ground and it just starts to move. It's almost like it's breathing in a way. And, and terrifying. It's, it's yeah. Terrifying. It's a big no, no, sinister and we don't really know what it is and we're gonna find out soon i'm very very sure and i can guarantee you it's not gonna be like you know birthday cakes and clowns and something beautiful oh it's Shay, probably no spoilers be man ho- probably be something horrible i just i i don't want to <laughs> upset people daniel i don't want to upset them i'm sorry it's okay i forgive you i forgive you. <laughs> but at this point we're also seeing you know joel and ellie kind of seeing that hey they think that they're being hunted right now by these group, these group of people, and they're having, they're going into breaking into houses and, and rooms and everything, and trying to find Henry and Sam. Joel and I are like, "What are we gonna do? We got, we gotta find a way to get out of here. We gotta, we gotta escape." And they find this, they see this building really, really far away. It's a very tall uh, skyscraper. So they're like, "Cool, let's get over there." They get over there, they get inside the room. Joel breaks the glass, throw, throws it in a bucket, and pours it on the ground. And he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Well." You know, if people step on it, I'll be able to hear them. He's like, will you be able to right. hear them? Will you? <laughs> and so I was like, she's so snarky about it. And he's like, yes, yeah. I will. Um, and this is a great moment where, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of sleeping. They're about to go to bed and Ellie busts out one more, no pun intended joke, where you think everything's about to get serious. She's like, hey, you know, did you know that diarrhea is hereditary? And Joel's like, what? It's like, it runs in your genes. And she's dying of laughter, and Joel is trying his best to keep it in. He's holding his ground, but he breaks. He laughs. He lets out a couple laughs. Like it's stupid. That's dumb. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And he's <laughs> laughing. He's laughing. He's trying his best, and they go to bed, and they wake up to maybe the rudest alarm that I ever could imagine. Daniel, I think when we've gone on vacation, you've woken me up like this, and I'm like, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel's finger gun is pretty scary. It's that's it how is, he woke right? me it was up. in we my face. Like yeah. it's in your face. It, I don't like it. Listen, first of all, these cameras are incredible. Like incredible. the quality of it. It reminds me of like the uh the Goodfellas, you know, like the Ray Brocco, yeah. you know, caring y- yes, opening. Yes. It's like, wake up, Henry. You know, and it's <laughs> funny that it's Henry, but it's actually Henry and Sam doing that to them. Oh, so. that's true. It is, yes. Yeah. Uh but yeah, when we went on vacation to Florida, that's what you did. You were like, Shabazz, wake up, and I'm like, Daniel, just next time, just shake me, please. I don't need well, to they, be they, up with a gun. That's called the Florida morning, a Florida welcome, you know? <laughs> Florida sunrise. Well, yeah. Yeah. We I think we we asked the front desk for that, right? Yeah, yeah. They were they're like, yeah, wake up call in the morning. Yeah, do you want a Florida wake up call? You want the Florida yeah, call? Do, do, like, do, okay, do you want a twelve gauge or the or the or the or the nine iron? Uh, what's gonna really scare me? Oh, we'll get a shot for you. Okay. Uh, okay. Is that a good type of drink? Um but yeah, so they wake up, they got <laughs> guns pointing in their face, and he's like, Joel. Joel, so it's funny that he didn't wake up from the glass or maybe yeah. Henry and Sam or these unnamed people right now are pointing guns at them. What's going to happen? And the episode cuts right there. That's a beautiful place, I think, to end this episode. I, I couldn't have thought of a better way to end it without going too far. Great cut. Oh, what do you guys think about this ending? Anthony, please, what, do you, what did you think when it when ended right there? Well, yeah, it, it, there's, a, there's a lot that transpires to get to that point. And I think one of the I just want to go back to a scene where Joel and Ellie have a conversation 
And it's the first time we see Joel try to be a father figure to her and console her in terms of what she has experienced up to this point. And, you know, it's not fair that you had to go through all this. And she finally, he finally gives her the gun. You know, the gun, that, that secret gun is now her, her gun. And she, gun. He, te- he teaches her how to like cock it, how to do all these things. You know, these are things that you, you should be aware of, which just builds that father daughter moment that, 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 chemistry between the two because they will eventually that trust right that build There's that trust. trust yeah they'll eventually have some sort of relationship other than yeah i'm just transporting cargo um but yeah the the idea of henry and sam sneaking up on them is very very similar to the game it's interesting with the whole ear thing because uh, that's something new I, I don't think that was in the game beforehand and you can clearly see joel has issues when mentioning or people mentioned that to him he knows that he has a weakness and he's trying to be so strong and when you when you showcase weakness it it, you don't want it you don't want that to be the 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 defining thing thing of you the the defining thing or the thing people know that you have because then they'll look at you different so i could clearly see how joel tries to hide it but yeah it's it ends really well this is a great this is I, if you're watching this this is going to be a two-parter type of story right just like the first two episodes and then we kind of broke off with the with the with the uh, uh like bill's story so this is good to have like a two-parter and then we kind of go into whatever comes next um but there are a lot of things that you'll learn like joel you learn about joel's age even if you weren't paying attention you know he's 56 yep um you you understand that he's trying so hard to not fall in love with Ellie. And that's that's the one thing you get a lot from. It's like not in fall in love like like he's trying to not have this father daughter open shit. himself up to her. Yeah, right? yeah he doesn't 100%. want that because he knows he's had a situation in the past that's hurt him, so he doesn't want to bring Ellie into this fold. So there's little things like that that you see and yeah, the the ending is is really good, especially Sam holding the gun on Joel and he's just doing and you'll learn why he does yeah which is also new <laughs> are you doing like a blue steel there man yeah you're, like, you're, you're doing a lot more of like a mm, like oh, a was I of that yeah ooh. <laughs> you're like ooh <laughs> be quiet but yeah no really really good ending really good episode I love like it's just a lot of character building a lot of yes just building the environment that we are in explaining why things have happened explaining things that and just with a couple of sentences, with a couple of words, just so people know, okay, now I know why maybe those tanks are around or, you know, why Fedra was a bad, bad group of people. Like there's right. little of things like that to just yeah. build, build the story. And, you know, that leads to a lot of crazy things that will happen. Absolutely. Daniel, what, about you, what are your thoughts on this entire episode here, you know? You know, I again, this is another amazing episode, and I think this episode will only feel stronger, I think, in the grand scheme of this whole season. It's hard to top the first three episodes of the show so far. Not to say this episode's bad in any way, because this episode's still phenomenal, but this is more of an episode that's like, okay, let's take a quick breather now. Let's, you know, let's, let's establish what's about to come. Let's kind of think about what's happened so far, and then we're going to put the pedal to the metal. Literally, we get that scene where they drive through the man in kansas city but there is a lot of story to come still and i think this episode in the grander scheme of the season is going to be that episode like we said it's we're going to look back and be like this is the moment 
This was the shift. This is what set and laid the groundwork for what is to come later this season. So I'm very much looking forward to talking about next week's episode. Absolutely. There's there's a lot that this episode was able to do. It was able to give us a lot more about Joel and, and break down his exterior, not only to us, but just to Ellie as well. And I think this episode did a phenomenal job of just building up that world and setting up the breadcrumbs for what's to come in the, la- the later parts of the season, but also what can come for the rest of this show uh, in, in terms of its next season or whatever they do. And I, and I really loved it. I, I love where this show is going. You know, I do want to give a huge shout out quickly to our friends over at Crave and HBO for providing us with this show because, you know, without them, we wouldn't be able to give you these amazing breakdowns. And I say amazing because, you know, what they are, let's be honest here. These amazing breakdowns right when these episodes are done airing. And you can come here and listen to our thoughts because we love the show. We love this game and we can't wait to talk more and more about it. If you're loving this show as well, you know, join our Discord. We have a great channel in there talking about the spoilers, talking all about, you know, what people's theories are and thoughts. And we're having a great community in there. So shout out to everyone from that uh, Discord community that's listening right now because you guys, you guys keep the lights on in our hearts, I would say. Yeah. It's a good way you. of putting it. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, again, you can follow us at the movie podcast on <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Letterboxd. You can make sure you're following us as well, Daniel Anthony Shabazz. You can see our links to our personal accounts and everything, our bank account statements, whatever you want to see, all down there below in the in the links. And you can make sure you're listening to us every single Monday and throughout the week. We'll drop our interviews, reviews, whatever you have it. There's so many good things coming out. Daniel already kind of alluded to something coming out in the future, but man, oh man, I just, yeah, there's go. The clicker's back. Clicker's back again. (laughs) So we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep it at that. Again, that was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next. (laughs) 